there's a really funny story of St. Bernadette Subaru, the one who I preached on this past weekend, the talk. And St. Bernadette, she was very sick. She was in bed all the time. She was suffering. And so one time a superior came in to see her and the superior said, what do you do here, you lazy little thing? And Bernadette answered, mother, I do my job. And the superior said, what is your job? And she answered, being sick. That's her job. And then she once told one of her sisters, suffering is my job. Suffering is my job. Yeah, you can even have a sense of humor, even if you're sick, even if you're suffering. You can still find the joy and the laughter, even in the midst of trials and tribulations in our life. One of the things about modern society is we want to try to avoid the cross, try to avoid suffering at all costs. Either people go into addictions and they try to drown out their sufferings, because they may be internal sufferings, not physical sufferings, but internal sufferings, that they can't deal with it. They got issues in their life. You know, everyone has issues. I always say, you always need tissues for your issues. Everyone has issues, internal issues. And so we drown it out. We want to comfort ourselves. And that's the way we fall into all kinds of addictions. And yet, when you comfort yourself with something, something from the outside, the thing is, is you get a high, such as drugs or alcohol or whatever, pornography. You get that high, and then you come down, and you crash. And you know what? The suffering is still there. Didn't do anything for it didn't do anything for it. So how do you embrace a cross? How do you kiss a cross? Whether that cross be physical suffering as St. Bernadette had, whether it's spiritual suffering, it could be moral suffering where you're, where you're assaulted with temptations in your life. It could be a suffering in relationships where, where you're having tension, say in your family or your coworkers or at school. That's the kind of suffering. It could be a mental suffering, psychological suffering, emotional suffering. It's suffering on all different levels. You could be going through one or many of those different types of suffering in your life. How do you deal with it? How do you deal with it? Do you try to take pills? Well, that only, that's only temporary. And I'm not saying don't take medicine. Don't, don't get me wrong. Don't say, Father Anthony said, don't take my medicine. No, 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 no. Please don't misinterpret. Take your medicine. I take medicine every day. I have to. Medicine's not working, but I do it anyway. It doesn't matter. But how, do you, how do you deal with it in a spiritual love? How do you embrace the suffering? Embrace the cross? And that's what Jesus says. Whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. So there's one thing, you can complain and murmur about your sufferings, or you can get a crucifix and kiss the crucifix. I love the way that Latinos bless themselves, bless themselves with the cross like this, and then they'll make a little cross like this and kiss it. And if you're Italian, you kind of, it goes up. 
because Italians always do things with their hands. Yeah, you kiss the cross. And I think when Jesus, when he received the cross, first thing that he did was he kissed it. And others probably saw it and mocked him. Why are you kissing your cross? It's foolish to kiss your cross. Yet, in life, you will not be able to avoid the cross. It will sooner or later come into your life. Suffering will sooner or later enter into your life. You can't avoid it. It may come at a young age. It may come in middle age. It may come at a latter stage. Or you may have suffering your whole entire life. And you might think, why is God punishing me with the suffering? But if you see the glory within the suffering, if you're more conformed to Jesus on the cross, then you'll be like Jesus in his glory. That's what Jesus says to St. Faustina. Those who are more like me and carrying their cross will be like me in their glory. And so receive some consolation for your suffering. I know it's, it can be difficult at days. Sometimes you can't pray. Sometimes your brain can't work. And that's okay. Just kiss the crucifix <coughs> if you're going through that. The one who went through more sufferings in her life than any other person that lived on the face of this earth was the Blessed Virgin Mary. Sometimes we only think about the Blessed Mother in her glory right now as Queen of Heaven and Earth, but we don't think of what it took for her to become queen, to be without sin. That she, she is called the queen of all martyrs. And the, the, the saints were talking about this, about Mary's suffering. That was worse than all other sufferings combined. In this little book called Devotion to the Sorrowful Mother, I'm going to read to you little excerpts about Mary's sufferings. The church calls Mary the queen of martyrs because her martyrdom surpassed that of all others. Although her body was not bruised by tortures, her heart was pierced by the sword of compassion for her divine son, a sorrow sufficiently great to inflict a thousandfold death. St. Bernardine of Siena says the sorrow of Mary was so great that if it had been equally divided among all men, they would have died immediately as great as was her love for Jesus, and it was unspeakably great. So great also was the sorrow of Mary at his passion. Hence, we can say with truth that Mary suffered more than if she had been martyred a thousand times, for she loved Jesus more than her own life and would have sacrificed her life a thousand times with the greatest joy if, without offending God, she could have rescued her son from sufferings and death. It was because of the Blessed Mother's love for her son, Jesus. That's why her sufferings were so great. An angel revealed to St. Bridget, that's St. Bridget of Sweden, that if our Lord had not miraculously sustained his mother, she could not have possibly survived her martyrdom. Richard of St. Victor says, in martyrs, the intensity of their love mitigated their sufferings. But with Mary, it was different. The more she loved, the more she suffered, and the greater was her martyrdom. So think about that. When we're suffering, 
Sometimes our consolation is God, our consolation is Jesus looking at the cross. And we receive consolation, we receive strength in our sufferings when we're suffering. But for Mary, her consolation was Jesus. And yet her suffering was Jesus. So every time she looked at Jesus, she, she loved him and she suffered more. And then she went back to her suffering. And then she was looking for consolation in her suffering. So she looked at Jesus, which caused her more suffering. And yet the more suffering caused her to love her Lord more. And so love and suffering was inflamed in the heart of the Blessed Virgin Mary. St. Anselm makes the same declaration. Whatever tortures were inflicted on the bodies of the martyrs, they were but little compared with thy sufferings, O mother. St. Basil the Great says, as the sun surpasses all the stars in luster, so the sorrows of Mary surpass all the tortures of the martyrs. We're never going to know in this lifetime exactly how much the Blessed Mother actually suffered. It's impossible. It's impossible. You can meditate on it day and night, and still you will only touch the surface of how much suffering she endured in her heart. I'd like to read to you an excerpt from St. Bridget of Sweden. St. Bridget was a mystic that lived in the 13th and 14th century. And the Blessed Mother was revealing her life to St. Bridget, where St. Bridget was seeing the Blessed Mother's life. And this is what the Blessed Mother said to St. Bridget about her sufferings throughout her lifetime. This will give you an idea of how much she suffered. The Blessed Mother said to St. Bridget of Sweden, on that day of the purification, that's when she presented the child Jesus in the temple, my pain was increased. For though by divine inspiration, I knew that my son was to suffer, yet this grief pierced my heart more keenly at Simeon's words when he said that a sword should pierce my soul and that my son should be set for a sign to be contradicted. And until I was assumed in body and soul to heaven, this grief never left my heart, although it was tempered by the consolation of the Spirit of God. And then she goes on to say, I wish you to know that from that day my grief was sixfold. The first was in my knowledge for every time that I looked at my son, wrapped in his swaddling clothes, or gazed at his hands and feet, so often was my soul swallowed up, as it were, by fresh grief, for I thought how he was to be crucified. In the second place, there was pain in my hearing, for as often as I heard the opprobriums heaped on my son, the falsehoods uttered against him, the snares laid for him, my soul was so afflicted that I could scarcely contain myself, but by the power of God my grief knew bounds and respect, so that no impatience or levity was seen in me. In the third place, I suffered by sight, for when I beheld my son bound and scourged and suspended on the cross, I fell as it were lifeless, but recovering myself, I stood mourning and suffering so patiently that neither my enemies nor any others beheld anything but gravity in me. My fourth suffering was in the touch, for I with others took my son down from the cross, wrapped him up, and laid him in the tomb, and thus my grief increased 
so that my hands and feet had scarce strength to bear me. Oh, how gladly would I then have been laid beside my son. Fifthly, I suffered from a vehement desire to join my son after he ascended into heaven because the long delay which I had in this world after his, his ascension increased my grief. Sixthly, I suffered from the tribulations of the apostles and friends of God, ever fearing and grieving because my son's words were everywhere contradicted. But through the grace of God, but through the grace of God always persevered in me, always preserved in me, and my will always conformed to the will of God, yet my grief was constantly mingled with consolation till I was assumed body and soul to my son in heaven. Let not then this grief leave thy heart, for without tribulation few would reach heaven. Isn't that beautiful? From the Blessed Mother's own words speaking of her grief. And this is why we should honor Our Lady of Sorrows every day, if possible. There are seven sorrows that the church gives us to honor where you can pray a Hail Mary with each of those sorrows, or you could pray the seven sorrows chapel where you pray seven Hail Marys for each sorrow. You can honor images of Our Lady with her heart pierced. There's many ways of honoring Our Lady. The Blessed Mother, at a certain point in history, wanted a religious order to be dedicated to her sorrows. And that is called the Servite Order, who honors Our Lady of Sorrows. And there were seven brothers that were living in the world that were part of a guild of the Blessed Mother. And they were joining in prayer. Some of them were married. Some of them were single. Some of them were widowed. And they had joined and they were praying and the Blessed Mother wanted them to begin a new religious order dedicated to our sorrows. So they abandoned their trades in life and began this order of the Servite order. And the Blessed Mother appeared to them one day, and this is the description of the image. She appeared to them on Good Friday as they were meditating together on the passion of our Lord and the sufferings of the Blessed Mother. And so the Blessed Mother appeared to them in heavenly beauty, accompanied by a host of angels. And some of the angels carried the instruments of our Lord's passion. Others carried black garments in their hands. One of the angels held a book, the rule of St. Augustine. Another held in his right hand a scroll bearing the title of the new order, Servants of Mary, in letters of gold, and in his left hand a palm. The Blessed Virgin invested her servants with the black garment, it was the black scapular. While these saintly men were enraptured at what they beheld, they heard these words from the lips of the Blessed Virgin. I have come, my elect servants, to comfort you in reply to your earnest petitions. Behold this garment, wear it in future. The black color should continually remind you of the sorrows which I experienced on this day at the death of my son. The palm which you behold announces to you the glory that awaits you in heaven if you serve me faithfully on earth. And so the Servite, the Servite brothers, they started this order in honor of the sorrows of Mary, and they wore a black scapular. And even you can wear a black scapular to honor the sorrows of the Blessed Virgin Mary. The Blessed Mother promises great graces to those who meditate 
on her sorrows and her tears. Even You can even ask for a lady's tears that she shed beneath the cross to come upon you and purify your soul. Mingle with the blood of Christ. It has great value and power to convert the most hardened of hearts. And so our lady, she revealed to she revealed to St. Bridget of Sweden these seven promises to those who meditate on our sorrows. First, I will grant peace to their families. Second, they will be enlightened about the divine mysteries. Third, I will console them in their pains, and I will accompany them in their work. Fourth, I will give them as much as they ask for, as long as it does not oppose the adorable will of my divine Son, or the sanctification of their souls. Fourth, I will defend them in their spiritual battles with the infernal enemy, and I will protect them at every instant of their lives. Sixth, I will visibly help them at the moment of their death. They will see the face of their mother. Seventh, I have obtained this grace from my divine son, that those who propagate this devotion to my tears and dolors will be taken directly from this earthly life to eternal happiness since all their sins will be forgiven, and my son will be their eternal consolation and joy. I always love promises, don't you? Don't you like promises? That our Lord, our Lady, gives us these incredible promises to those who have devotion to them. Don't let a day go without honoring our Lady Sorrows, at least on Friday, in which we remember the passion of the Lord, also remember the tears of the Blessed Virgin Mary, because you will always find something new to find, a new treasure in Our Lady of Sorrows, and she will help you in your sorrows and sufferings, especially if you're suffering, especially if you're lot in life, like Bernadette, my job is suffering, or my job is being sick, and you've been sick from a young age all the way up until now in your life, pray to Our Lady of Sorrows. She will help you. Because I always like what St. Bernadette said, that she said that, that suffering, suffering basically has its end. Having suffered does not have an end, basically. So if you suffer in this life, it will have an end. There is an end to suffering, and there will be an eternity of glory. And that's why I always focus on the glory as you're suffering. You're going to carry a cross in this life. There's no doubt about it. You're going to carry a cross. So why not embrace it? Why not kiss it? Why not do the best with the cross that God has given you? And ask the Blessed Mother to help you, because she, she carried a cross that no one else in this world could ever carry. And she will help you to carry your cross if you're devoted to her sorrow. She will help you to live these words, whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Our Lady of Sorrows, pray for each and every one of us in our sorrows and sufferings in life. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, 
prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.